Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 340. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Karka, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. How are you today, my friend? I'm good. It still blows my mind that we've done over 300 of these shows. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. We're getting close to 350. I can't. That'll be kind of cool. <laughs> We'll have to we'll have to perform the the five hundredth show like in Milan or on a beach in Bahamas or something like that. We'll wow! See if, we'll see if we can get uh, Darren Brandy to pay for that trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll <laughs> that that's 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 likely. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they'll go there and let us uh, pretend we're there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll Skype us in from the beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll send us background photos. There you go. Well, uh, wow, we are both slamming busy, so it's uh, I'm glad we managed to fit this in, and and uh, well, we love talking to everyone, so hopeful mm-hmm. you guys are listening too. But we noticed today there are no questions. Come on, people. Yeah, they might be waiting for us to tell them where the new place is going to be after Google Plus closed down. <laughs> but, but don't don't stop asking them just because of that. It's going to be how long is when did they say they were closing down Google Plus? It's not That's coming. August to, 2019. Yeah, it's going to be quite a while. So we got plenty of time, folks. Yeah, you know that. We'll we'll push it to the last minute. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's jump into this. Initially, I thought there wasn't much in the way of news, but uh, we managed to pull together. So that's great. Thanks for your help. Definitely some interesting stuff to talk about for today, for sure. And the first one is one I have not seen yet. So why don't you take it away? Yeah. So there was a couple of news reports over the last week or so talking about that the idea that Google was going to allow people to comment on search results. So the, the general idea was that someone would do a search result, maybe a brand search result or something, and there could be comments at the bottom of the actual SERP so people could talk about what they're seeing and finding. And well, all that was wrong. <laughs> so if, you, if you've heard that and, and, you're, and you're wondering about how that's going to impact SEO, don't worry about it right now. It's 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 wrong. What it is, is that on the on live sporting events, Google will have like scores and stuff up at the top and kind of like the knowledge graph. They're allowing people to comment in those knowledge graph places. And they've been doing it since like August. They've been doing it for, I think it was the World Cup is when they first started doing it, right? So it's been happening for a while. It's nothing new. Um, so don't get all worried about how we're going to deal with this uh, unless you're uh, an SEO for a major sporting franchise and you want to manage the comments during a live event. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> now, what, what do you think, though? Do you, Ross, because it had me thinking when I heard, first heard this, too, of how would that impact search and what we do? I mean, I think it'd be it'd end up being more of a reputation mon- management thing more than anything, because I think it First of all, most search results would not have comments, but I think the ones that would have comments yeah. are regular. How could it go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> the ones that would have comments would be mostly brand type searches, I think. But, but I, we don't. I, I don't even want to speculate because I don't think it's ever going to happen. 
Yeah, and, and we know how fun comments are on places like YouTube and Facebook. That just sinks into the the, the pits of hell. Of oh, depravity. You think about it. Yeah, and the fake news. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I was glad to hear that it, that that wasn't something they were planning on rolling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. All right. Um, on a positive note, Google My Business has broken out a primary and additional business category set. Thank God. It always made no sense. Like um, before, you could have multiple, I think it was three primary categories. Well, now you can have one primary and then additional ones. I'm not sure what the limit are, limits are for the additional. I haven't actually done it yet. I was just reading about it. Um, we'll be checking that out to see what they've done with the earlier ones. So I'm wondering whether or not because they obviously had to break out the ones that were all in primary. Which one did they choose as the primary? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they could probably, well, they almost certainly messed it up. So check your uh, Google My Business profile and make sure they've got it right. And then if you haven't got any in the, pri in the secondary, go for it. Well, the example that they showed in the article was is, is actually kind of telling, right? They call the primary category example immigration attorney. Additional categories would be lawyer. So it almost sounds like the more specific one, at least in this particular case, is the, the primary, right? Does that make sense to you? Would you put this more specific or the more general category as your primary? Definitely specific. Yeah, no, because it, it will help you appear under immigration lawyer related search terms, right? But, so. but, 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 but if, you, if you jump into that trap, and I, I do believe that is a trap, if, you, if you're an attorney and you offer um, immigration services and di divorce services, which yeah, one well, is your primary? This would only be, this is, that's not a trap, because this, and, uh, the way I was thinking of it, the, only person, the person would only be doing immigration lawyer. That's the only reason you would ever do that. Otherwise, you'd put lawyer, and then secondary would be immigration, and then a divorce, and whatever it might be, or primary, primary and then secondary. Right. I guess that's I guess way. it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds because there's there's some people that I think you're right in the first place. If that's the only thing you did, it would be your primary category. But there's not many people, not many businesses that only do one thing. True. Yeah, especially these days where they you got to make make uh, ends meet and stuff. But I know because we've done marketing from immigration lawyers before, they generally just do that. It's just so focused. Mm -hmm. Now firms that have multiple people. Well, that's a whole nother thing, and there's never going to be enough secondary fields because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many areas. There's real estate law, there's uh, divorce, there's personal injury. There's, I mean, it it it, it it's endless. It seems, um, yeah. So there'll there'll never be enough in there, but at least they're getting better. This is good. I think it's breaking yeah. out. It's a smart move. I do like that they they've divided it up for sure. Yeah. Now this next one made me laugh. Uh, Google's new SEO scoring tool. Uh, <laughs> not the fact that they're trying here. I think this is good that they are. They're providing some great resources. I shouldn't say great because I haven't done a lot of digging, but I can imagine you know the devs or the the the, the hardy nerds over at Google have done a good job of making it very in depth. But um, I love the question that was posted on Search Roundtable: Should Google um, score your SEO? <laughs> Well, it does already, and we're in your Google Search Console. Well, you don't well, I, need anything more than that. <laughs> so I actually tried this tool just to kind of give, just to see what kind of data they were putting pulling out, and basically they looked at like six or seven things from an SEO perspective, and they were all on-page things. 
So the idea of calling this an SEO score to me is ridiculous because it's, it doesn't it doesn't look into content targeting. It doesn't have anything to do with backlinks or the authority of a website. It's just a handful. And I literally mean a handful. There was like six or seven at the most um, things that they scored tied to on page. And that's it. And it just it's it seems to me that this thing is going to give some people um, a false positive or even a false negative in some cases, right? Because the one I looked at, I knew the site had many issues, and Google gave it like an eighty percent, even though I knew and I could look at it and say, "Here's another twenty-seven issues that you ignored, Google." So I'm not I'm not going to look at this as something that's valuable at all for an SEO, and more like something that's going to if, if if a business finds it and runs it, even either give them more confidence than they should have, or make them worry more than they should. Yeah, I think it's it's just wise the way they have it now in Search Console, where you can look at the the different areas and look at their opinions on things. Like, okay, you've got this this many pages have no descriptions. That's helpful. You don't need them to give you a rating. It's just like the lamest thing ever. First of all, they're going to rate you based on their what they want to share. So it's really mm-hmm. quite whatever <laughs> um, and, and and second of all they're going to miss stuff uh, that you could probably find yourself a lot easier using Screaming Frog or whatever system um, and I don't know I, I think the fact that you don't have any penalties uh, that they've told you about you know you're doing everything pretty much above board you don't need their approval other than that yeah and it's, it is interesting because the tool itself that when it runs an analysis on your site it gives you four or five categories of things they look at with SEO only being one of those categories. So some of the other stuff might be helpful. Um, I didn't look at that as close as I looked at the SEO stuff, but I, I will. But there's other things in there too, just as an overall web development um, tool to help you you know, get the basics right. I guess it could be useful for some people. Um, but the SEO piece is, leaves something to be desired. Google's putting out free website audit, a free website audit system. Woohoo! Like we need another one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is going to work any better than any of the other ones out there already, exactly. which are all which are all pretty much um, flawed. Let's be yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's some that are. I would imagine if you put all of them together, you'd have some decent intel, but even then, it would be flawed. Um, but that, I guess, that's from our perspective as well, people I, I, doing this well, a long time. Of, well, part of it is the tools tend to be black or white. They tend to say, yes, this is right, or no, this is wrong. And there are so much, so many pieces of SEO that are subjective, right? They could be right for one site, but wrong for another site, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So that's why the tools are, are really flawed as a general concept, in my mind, because they don't take into consideration the subjective aspects of SEO. Yeah. Anywho, that was uh, interesting to put it out there. I wonder how many people are jumping on board. It'd be neat to see what kind of accessibility. And the one thing that, I, again, I wanted to, to laugh at is is like an overwhelming amount of people in, in this, in this um, what do you call it? Uh, survey? Survey, yeah, that, <laughs> that uh, Barry did, said they wanted Google to score their SEO. Like, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway Maybe okay just, just trying to, 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 to get google to confirm some of the things that they're saying to clients see look google tells us the same thing we told you yeah. i mean that's always a little bit helpful but it can well, be, want to have a thing saying your, a your seo is 100 percent. see we're doing good yeah <laughs> which is i still think it's a trap, trap. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break and we come back. I want to share a little reminder about regular writing and why, uh, well, people have it wrong oftentimes about why it's worthwhile. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Okay, so I had this discussion with a client last week. Um, it was all by email, but he, he kept coming back to me. It was, it was like a broken record saying that, you know, I, I really think I need to remove my blog. It's old. Uh, the content, I mean, it's never sent me business. Um, well, and then I'm like, okay, well, first of all, let's look at the why, you know, whether or not this, this is doing something for you. He doesn't look at anything. He doesn't look at his analytics. Many people say that. They're like, no, one, no one's ever told me my blog is what made them call me. Well, first of all, <laughs> you, you can't be that direct about it. Um, the fact is content is, even if you're going to get direct business out of it, it's generally going to be around the, uh, it's going to be sort of indirect. The people are going to see that you're an authority person, that you know what you're talking about about in your business. It's one of those things that can be a selling point when they're considering you. Uh, 
but also in terms of finding you, they may see one of your your posts or see one of your articles, um, see commentary on it, see someone talking about it, see someone linking to it, and then they they end up going to your website and then going through it and then finding out more about you and then maybe doing more research. The last thing they're going to remember is that they've originally found out about you for your blog. Uh, almost, I would say, many much of the time, unless you're a, a aggressive writer um, and and that you're you know really making a name for yourself in that area, I certainly wouldn't say that 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 your blog is useless because you're not being told that that's what's driving your business. Uh, in addition, that's more of the sales bit. But when it comes down to SEO you're building authority that Google can see too when you're getting those links. It's a link attraction. You're creating creating great content. And and again, I'm always assuming that we're talking about a site that's creating great content. I, I can't do anything else. Otherwise, it's just a whole other discussion. But um, if, if you're creating great content, Google can see that because it attracts links, because it attracts discussion, it attracts shares, it has engagement. Um, all of that adds up to improving your ability to rank for your main services. So it's totally indirect. It's very difficult to draw the, a direct line to anything in that area. Um, and in this case, when I looked at his site, I went, no, no, he wanted to remove the whole site. In fact, he, he wanted to separate the blog. You wanted to separate it or remove it entirely. I said, no, actually, if you do that, you're going to lose 90% of your traffic because <laughs> all of it was going to his blog. Uh, and he had great content. Yes, it was out of date, but it was still useful. It was evergreen. So, so correct me if I'm wrong. When you first started telling the story, you said he said that nobody's ever told me they found me by my blog. Yes, that sounds like the metrics he's using are basically asking customers. He doesn't. Does he? Ha it doesn't sound like he has really good metrics set up to track conversions on his website. Whether he's using click, you know, call tracking or form fills. Whatever he's doing, he can't go into analytics and say, "Look, well, these all these people came into to my blog and converted," or say, "Look, all these people came into my blog and didn't convert." It doesn't sound yeah. like he can tell you either way. No, he can't, and he hasn't even looked at it. I bet he's never even logged into his analytics. We don't do his marketing. We work on his website once in a while for him. He's a very intermittent client, um, but it really brought to light this issue that I've I've experienced a few times in the last year or two, where. I have to have this discussion where, you know, no, you got to realize your blog is not going to directly send you business all the time. It might do once in a while, but it's got so many other benefits if you're written, if you're writing well. Yeah. Uh, and you can completely, if he went along and did this without talking to us and, oh man, we have so many clients that do that. Um, and just remove their blog. You know, they get a designer out of the blue without telling us, and then they go and do it, and then they come back to us. I lost all my business, or the, the visibility and their traffic, and we're like, well, what did you do? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so common. And then they get kind of upset that we're upset. You know, we're not yelling at them, obviously, but we're like, why did you do that? <laughs> why didn't yeah, you talk yeah. to us? <laughs> I, know, I know some SEOs that would be yelling at them, calling them names, cussing them out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there are. They aren't the ones that necessarily have a lot of return business. But <laughs> actually, I know some that do that. that that's one of their the people that one of the things that endure them to customers that they really tell them the truth and tell them like it is. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe not calling them names and cussing them out. but No, I do. I do. I definitely tell them what, what's going on, right? But um, I try to be diplomatic and kind about it. <laughs> Although I'm sure it comes across. I'm a little irritated, especially ones when we've done a lot of marketing for them. And this one that we've had for a long time, over maybe a couple of decades now, and, and they just come to us and go, 
oh, hey, you know, we created our new website. Can you, can you optimize it? We're like, you what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's live? What? <laughs> Jeez. That's, yeah, I've uh, had that too. It happens every single time. And they usually do one every two years, and they don't tell us nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that conference I was recently at, I had two people come up to me and say, hey, we were just about to pull the trigger and make our new website website live, and then we heard you speak, and now we, we, we put – they literally, during the session, called back to the office and told them to stop the launch of a website. And I was like, yeah, I wish all clients would do that. <laughs> I know. And the other thing that blows my mind is – and, and, and you know, the longer we do this, the more cl- clarity there is in this, absolute clarity. And it's no brainer, I know, but you look at the success of a client who follows instructions and actually does the work versus the ones who sort of mix up, you know, they do the odd thing or maybe they fall off the, uh, the bus, you know, doing some writing and, and I understand it. Don't get me wrong. I'm a bit of a procrastinator myself, but the difference in results is off Oh, it's yeah. amazing off the hook I, I, I in most of my sessions with the the idea that seo is not hard it's hard work and if you don't put in the work and your competitors do they're going to screw they're going to win every time yeah yeah and we had another discussion last week with a, a client and and we really like them yeah we love working with them but um they in, in this case um were upset that we hadn't i could tell they were upset they were they didn't feel they were in the right place to be upset in some regards. Uh, but, you know, a client just sort of still wants to put it on you. And the reason why, and we have been reminding, reminding them every month, we were doing our part, but reminding them from the beginning that this had to be a partnership, that they hadn't done any of their content. They hadn't followed through in the authority building plan. They hadn't done a lot of what is res- required. And we're stuck going, well, uh, okay, you're not happy We'll do whatever we can to fix this, but you need right, to right. do what we asked you to. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think going back to your original guy, if he was, if he's like thinking about, okay, my blog's not driving any business for me. And so he wants to get rid of it. Well, first of all, your whole point about the metrics and looking at that makes a ton of sense. But there's other things besides that to look at. What is the design of the site? Or how well are they using call to actions on the blog pages? Oh, yeah. Is is the content targeting topics that are interested of a real interest to his to his potential customer base? There's a lot of things to look at besides, you know, just the fact that well, nobody ever tells me that I'm getting this you know business from the blog. There's other things that can drive and you know, increase business you get from those pages. Yeah, and, and in this case too, um, that second group. Um, and again, I they... hear that. That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier. Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at getarculus.com. You may even be listening in, and I totally love you guys and love working with you, but this is, I think, a good lesson for other, other people, is their website also had issues with it that we were reminding them about. Like, the, they even knew, they even admitted they knew that the text was hard to read. And they were doing pay-per-click and they weren't sure why it wasn't working. <laughs> oh, I just, you want to help, but there's only so much you can do if they don't listen. Um, yeah. 
And when and we have to understand is this, you know, sometimes having them listen means they have to find the resources and dedicate the time to do oh, the things we absolutely. ask. And a lot of businesses just don't have that luxury. Yeah. And that's why we continued working, just saying, okay, we'll do everything we possibly can without them doing this. Hopefully they'll turn around and it'll start. And then it, if it just hasn't, and then they're disillusioned, um, that there's no results. And then, yeah, it was a really awkward conversation. I tell you, it was yeah. really awkward. And, and for our, for our SEOs that are just new in the space and just trying to start their businesses or work with clients, it's really, really important to set that expectation up front. It says, we can tell you all this stuff, but if you guys don't make the changes we're recommending, you're not going to see the results. And so they have to, if they understand that up front, hopefully it avoids the kind of situations like you're dealing with Ross, where they, they're, just, they're just like confused. They say, why isn't any of this working? You know, if you make it clear up front that this stuff has, to, we're going to make a bunch of recommendations. We're going to do some work, but you have to do some work too. And if we, if you don't do yours, it's going to impact the success of this. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that um, we're talking about with First Dentist um, is about offering potentially on testing anyway, a guarantee. Now, and this guarantee has nothing to do with rankings. That's just shooting yourself in the foot. But this is, okay, if you follow everything we're telling you to do and you have to check it off every month and you have to confirm it with us, you will get results. Um, this is what we can say you will get. Now, obviously, um, it's not like we're going to make you this much money because uh, we can't control the business. It's all going to be very sensible. But the fact is that if everything's done right, we know it works. It's that simple because we're following every policy you could possibly do and we're creating good work and it's, it's hard work <laughs> and we're willing to take that risk. And it's based on actual conversions um, uh, that can be tracked. You know, it's risky. It's something that's kind of bugs me a bit, but I also know that in this marketplace, there's just so many fly-by-nights that uh, we're, we're finding it difficult to break in without making some promises. So we're going to try it. May shoot us in the foot, but <laughs> I'll keep you apprised. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear how that goes. Yeah, I know. I've I've been there before. I mean, after 21 years of doing this, I've definitely gone the, the guarantee route. But back ages ago, it was the stupid route. It was with rankings. Right. Um, it did work, but it also had its downsides for sure. And we dropped that promptly after a couple of years. Um, but uh, and, and you know, these days, absolutely, we'll never guarantee that. You, you cannot. And that's a, the good reason why Google has made it against guidelines. You can't guarantee getting rankings on our search engine. <laughs> it's not impossible, you know. Um, but what you can do is, um, if you're careful and you've got a good plan in place, guarantee that there will be a certain amount of increase in metrics. And those metrics are what you work together to determine. And uh, that's the part that I'm looking forward to testing. Anyway, with that said, let's uh, take a quick break and we will get into some Mueller files. Man, there's a lot of them this week. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Webmasterradio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. 
are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right, it's time for the Mueller Files. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mueller discusses site Google indexing. Wow, so site indexing with Google and, and what he talks about here is extensive. Someone essentially asked, um, you know, uh, if apparently there's a metric in Google search console and I've seen it before. I can't remember where it is, but it says discovered currently not indexed. Uh, this page was found mm-hmm. by Google, but not crawled yet. Typically, Google tried to crawl this URL, but the site was overloaded. Therefore, Google had to reschedule the crawl. This is why the last crawl date is empty on the report. That was a quote from the report at Google Search Console. John jumps in here, good old Mueller, and does a damn detailed reply. Um uh, talking about all the reasons this could appear and that the fact that what they like what Google says there is sort of their generic response isn't 100% the case. It's just they had to give some sort of generic response. Uh, had you looked at this already, John? You're asking me if I read this? <laughs> you should know better. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> why, why would I ever ask you if you read it? No, never mind. <laughs> um, it's... I, hmm? I was going to say, it's one you put in. I, I wait to, to hear what you have to say about it, then I'll go look at it. Yeah, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, I wish I'd actually, I meant to go back and highlight it. It is long. It's pr- the it longest response long. I've ever seen him do. Um, what he gets into here are the different reasons why your pages may not get indexed. Um, one of the clear ones was, well, you may have a lot of pages that are using, um, uh, what do they call, what's the word he uses here? Um, variables essentially that are being created willy-nilly and are essentially what he's saying is it, it the, the search engine's going through it and finding a ton of duplicate content and it's probably in a search engine trap is what we call it when you, there's just infinite variables that are being created to create the same content and the url is just getting longer and longer and longer um, in those cases 
they may just go, okay, this is this is useless. These are ones we found, but we're not indexing them. Where we haven't indexed them yet, quote unquote. I like uh, this. I read the closing paragraph. That helps. Oh, good. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Just so you know. <laughs> um, okay, so just jumping to the next bit here. Uh, yeah, in this case, this is uh, if you're seeing 99% of the pages you have not indexed, I would first of all look at some of the technical things. That was the one I was mentioning, the kind of URL patterns. Um, what next here? So, kind of the, then the next step I would do here is to make sure that from the internal linking, everything is okay. That would that we could crawl through all of these pages on your website and kind of make it through the end. You can roughly test this by using a crawler tool or something like Screaming Frog or Deep Crawl. Uh, they'll tell you essentially if they're able to crawl through to your website and kind of show you the URLs that were found during that crawling. And if that crawling works, then I would strongly focus on the quality of these pages. So that's the next bit. So if we're talking about 20 million pages and 99% of them are not being indexed, then we're only indexing a really small part of your website. That means perhaps it makes sense to say, uh, well, what if I reduce the number of pages then by half or maybe even reduce? Yeah, this is what you talked about last week. Reducing pages. That's kind of funny. He's bringing that up again. Um, interesting. Well, in, in the last in the last paragraph, which I read, that kind of summarizes everything you just said. Um, he mentions that uh, trying to reduce the number of pages and combine content to make it much stronger. So he's he's. I'm getting out of that that he's saying if you've got a bunch of low quality pages that are related, that it might be possible to take those and combine them into a single single stronger page. Which does yeah. kind of make sense. Except when you've got 20 million pages. Well. <laughs> that, that would take some serious automation. But yeah. <laughs> or, or, or a lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, there's lots of comments, lots of discussion here. Um, lots of skepticism, as usual, um, from anything posted by Google. Uh, this is on Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, again, the title is Google Discovered, but currently not indexed. Help. You know, you know, you mentioned that, and it's kind of a shame. I'm on a couple groups in Facebook, and on occasion, people will talk about, well, John Mueller said this, or John Mueller said that, and there's so much vitriol towards him personally that it just drives me crazy why people think that that's okay. I know. It's just nuts. Uh, I personally really appreciate uh, John and, and any of the guys that, that speak out and, and help us. Yeah, sometimes they can't completely help us. Sometimes they are sort of... T- having to talk out the side of their mouth a bit, I think. Yep. Oh, but yeah. that's just their job. <laughs> I think we should just be appreciative that they have anything to say. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too bad. I know he's had some real issues this year with that and just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay, next up. Oh, yeah, this is one you put in. I read it too, but go for it. Um, so actually, this is this is one. Uh, the, the, there's actually two of them that are combined. Oh, yeah. So there's a there's a number of things that they're kind of getting some clarity on as far as what rank what are and are not ranking factors, um, and this one actually was something that I looked at a lot in the early days of SEO because I thought it made sense was the uh, the expiration date of a domain. Um, basically, the, the 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 existing wisdom way back in the day was that if you registered your domain for 10 years or 20 years instead of just a year at a time, Google would see that as a trust signal because you're you're investing more in, in your online presence because you've registered your domain for 20 years means you're more serious than someone who just registered for a year. Um, 
that's old school thinking, and it hasn't been that way for a while. But Google's been really clear about it. You know, domain name registration expiration dates um, or length, the length of your domain name, are not Google ranking factors. Um, at the same time, they, they came out talking about trust associations and memberships. So, like a a membership in the Better Business Bureau and in a high ranking at the Better Business Bureau has zero impact on your ranking of your site. So if you have the you organic have a, rankings, organic rankings, if you have the best possible rating at the Better Business Bureau, it has no impact whatsoever. However, and I haven't looked recently, but if there's links from Better, better Business Bureau websites, those links are still valuable. It's just not the, the ranking they give you itself is what they're talking about. If you have an A at the Better Business Bureau, that does not mean you're going to do better than if it's a site that has a D at the Better Business Bureau. Yeah. It, well, it even just says memberships. So um, trust associations, essentially. And, and again, you, it should be really clear here that this title is totally misconstrued in my opinion it's, it's it says here trust association memberships are not used as direct ranking factors well even john doesn't say that's not that's the case he says i don't think i don't how many times does he say i don't think in that thing a lot <laughs> <laughs> um he fact is he doesn't have a connection to the local um algorithms um he does for the classic organic algorithms and, and even then i don't know I mean, he knows that stuff. Don't get me wrong, but he's more Google Search Console and uh, has a good idea of the algorithms for organic. Let's say, let's give him that. Um, but when it comes to local, he's said in the past he just does not have a connection with that department. Um, and from a local standpoint, uh, I know Blumenthal and uh, Mary Bowling have mentioned that uh, links from the BBB seem to correlate. Uh, and again, all this stuff you can only test, right? Mm -hmm. uh, correlate towards higher results in local um, it's just one of the things it's not everything but um, because they are vetted it's just like getting uh, the old days at the, of, at the same right? time a business is doing really well in a better business bureau it's probably doing very well in other places as, as well has a higher reputation probably more publicity because of that success than a, a business that's doing bad at the better business bureau. So it's, like you said, it's a correlation, but it's I, there's no way I believe it's a causation. I, I just don't do not think they're using those scores because you because you can. No, I'm not talking about them. the scores. I'm not saying you you're saying scores. I'm not saying a thing about scores. Well, that's what John was talking about in his article too, when he was talking about. It. I was just was reading his quote. He was talking about, or not John, but Barry. Uh, does he say scores? I didn't see that. Yeah, very specifically in the first paragraph. Or, Business Bureau scores and reviews, as well as our third-party trusted sites and the ranking algorithm. That's what the, the it's the scores from the Better Business Bureau that he was talking about. And yeah, I guess the third-party trust sites also, though. So it's not just the scores and reviews, but yeah. So it's a three-bit piece. So yeah, I agree. Uh, the, I don't think the scores are being used either, um, uh, especially since there's a lot of, for example, in the Better, Better Business Bureau, you don't have to be a member to have that stuff. A compile like your review and such but you do you won't get a link you won't get but there's, uh, there's certification sites, there's sites like ripoff report and, and those kind of things that are just just scams basically and yeah but those aren't know, trust sites <laughs> i would hope <laughs> you would hope but we don't know right they're third party trust they're trust sites but they're maybe not trusted by google but that's exactly what they are that's what they were designed for is to to build or provide trust or reviews 
in a particular business, however, they turn into big scams the way they, the way they operate. So, yeah, I and I think it really we're talking. I'm talking from the point of view of citations, and we know citations aren't everything by any stretch in local, but of of the citations you can build, Better Business Bureau appears to have more clout. Um, that's just one example in in the discussions I've listened in on with uh, Blumenthal and Bowling, and um, I believe Mim has also been in on that. So I, I kind of fit that in the same category. And this is me personally. I fit that in the same category as .edu sites, right? A .edu domain is no different than a .com or a, a .org or .net. But those not sites, just by itself. Not yeah. by itself. Just like I don't think a Better Business Bureau listing by itself is the reason that 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 is performed better, right? It's it, the fact that a .edu is more powerful. That's pretty that's pretty commonplace, and it's pretty true in most cases. But not because of the .edu, but because of the site, because of the content, because of the authority it has. Um, if that same website with all exactly the same factors was on a, a .org, it would have the same amount of power. Yeah, if it had the same amount of authority. They just happen to have more. Just like the Better Business Bureau has a lot of authority as well. All right, what's next here? Alt image attributes. This is a baby you put in here. Yeah, um, these, these come up occasionally. And, and I, I talk to people, and they, they, they really ask, how important is an alt image attribute? And I tell people it's, pretty small compared to other factors that you need to worry about on on page optimization. Um, but this this is an interesting article on um, Barry wrote on SEO Roundtable as well, talking about how the image attribute is used by web search, but it's much more for image search than it is for web search, which kind of makes sense when you think about it, right? Because it's specific to that image. So I mean, if, if image search is a big part of your SEO strategy for a particular client or for yourself, that means that those alt attribute, those alt image attributes are going to be much more important to you than if, you know, image search doesn't drive any kind of business for you or you don't care about it at all. There you go. Good to know. Uh, Anything else you'd like to share? I, I it, when it kind, of, kind of going back to the image thing, your opinion, because I always get asked this question, and I, and I know my information is probably outdated. What's your opinion on the alt image attribute versus um, what's the other one you can add to an image that's uh, oh, what, um, there's another one you can there, when, when you mouse over and the, the, the text pops the title. Is that what, is that what it is? The title of an image. Talk yeah. to me about the difference between that, because I, I always say the title isn't used at all for search. It's just for um, the the the, uh, the uh, 501 or 508 verification for handicapped people primarily. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I actually remember vaguely one of our last shows we uh, a while a while back, but we talked about how they actually said the title has very little effect. It's actually the alt attribute that does. So, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. The alt attribute is what they use for accessibility. The title, I have no idea how that rolls into it. Um, honestly, don't put much attention on the title. And maybe that's my bad, but um, I also don't do yeah, the coding. I, so. I don't either. I don't, I don't either. And I, that's kind of why I was asking it, because I haven't thought much about the title in a while. And this question just kind of popped that into my brain. So um, That brain. 
that brain it goes nuts sometimes <laughs> <laughs> all right well no good question yeah it's it is different it's something that people don't think about very often well, we have to <laughs> I mean, the best case scenario you just put the same thing in both of them and you're good to go yeah exactly you're not going to hurt anything although often the alt attribute it says pick picture of or image of and it describes it whereas i think the title would be more of a uh something to help the navigator versus being accessible Mm -hmm. if there's a way of thinking of it differently that's the way i think of it differently hopefully it's not off base well on behalf of myself ross dunn ceo of step forth web marketing and john carcutt the vice president of strategy for reflexive media thank you for joining us today if you have any questions you'd like to share with us please feel free to post them on our google plus community page easily found by searching seo 101 podcast on google you can also email me via ross at stepforth.com or reach john via twitter at john carcutt have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes which air at 1 p.m pacific 4 p.m eastern every monday on webmasterradio.fm thanks for listening everybody The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Acuity Insurance, we believe that when you let your heart take the lead, amazing things happen. Possibilities become plans. Startups get started. Ideas on napkins turn into brick and mortar. When you lead with your heart, you build a business you're proud of and a life you love. So lead with your heart. We'll protect it with ours. Discover business, home, and auto insurance at acuity.com. Acuity, a mutual insurance company and other companies. Not all products available in all states.